Hello, Mama. I am excited. So excited. Gonna be a good day talking about suffering. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready to go there? Um, today, we're gonna continue our series, How to Suffer Well, because I believe that there is a level of suffering that is inherent to motherhood that I think that we need to embrace in order to experience the fullness of what God has available for us in this season. And that that suffering is necessary for us to become who we were made to be. That, uh, you know, it's not God's original design to give us suffering, but when we chose sin, we chose suffering. And now that suffering is essential for refining us into becoming more like Jesus and shedding off those layers of sin and selfishness. And so when the suffering comes, the the righteous kind of suffering, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference today. And, you know, if you haven't gone and listened to the last two episodes, I do talk a lot about the two different kinds of suffering in the first episode of this series. Uh, I believe that would be 160. And I talk about how some suffering that is from God in certain seasons refines us and bears fruit in us and is good for us. But there is a bad kind of suffering that when we choose sin, when we get stuck in our own ways, in our selfishness, we actually create a destructive kind of suffering that will not bear any kind of fruit. And so we want to make sure we're in the right kind of suffering. And so that's partly what this series is all about. And uh, today we're going to be talking about why it is so essential to not suffer alone. And I hope that I can just inspire you to stop it. Because I <laughs> I know that like, I do that. I don't want people to know that I'm hurting. I don't want people to be in it with me. I don't, I feel ashamed. I feel like I just need to go it alone. And that is just so opposite God's design. So I hope to inspire you a little bit. Um, and I'm excited. So get excited. Let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so excited. I'm always excited. There's so much excitement. Uh, even when we're talking about suffering, I don't know why this topic really even excites me. I think, I don't know, it's like there's this untapped potential, I guess, right? There, as we're going through motherhood and the suffering comes, I think our instinct, you know, because of our humanness and our brokenness, and as well as because of the voices of culture, is to just think of it as bad and to see it as awful and to want to escape it and to stop it. And and it's so, I love this idea that actually that is good and it's bringing good. And like, I love the good. I love I love focusing on the good. I love finding the good. Uh, That's my sweet spot. I'm an Enneagram one, if you follow the Enneagram, but I uh, go to a seven in health. And so there's a lot of me that loves like happy and good and focusing on that. And so 
you know, I just love it when I'm like, okay, I can find a way to turn something bad into something amazing. And I love growth. And for sure, suffering is this beautiful opportunity of growth. So I think that's why I get so excited talking about this. I hope you like are catching a little bit of my excitement because I know, again, it's not like the lightest topic and can feel heavy, but uh, yeah, they're really, really what we're talking about here is hope. (laughs) Suffering leads to hope the right kind of suffering. So get, yeah, get excited with me. I hope you do. Uh, Before we dive in, I want to take a second and invite those of you that know that it's time to stop suffering in the wrong ways, that you know that you've been spinning your wheels in the wrong direction. You know that part of the suffering of this season is because you have not done the work inside of you to understand why you do what you do, why you get angry, why you're stuck in anxiety, why you keep struggling. And it's time to actually stop everything and do the work. Set aside six months of your life to show up and do the work. Now you're not going to be completely healed in six months. However, I am going to give you a map to understand yourself and then be able to walk out some simple four steps for the rest of your life. Truly, I've been using uh, the model that I use, restoration theory, in my life for almost a couple decades now, maybe a decade and a half, and it has changed me. And so what I what I give you in those that year that you get access to this program, it's going to be something that you can use for the rest of your life. So drop everything. Just decide you're going to show up for yourself and show up for your family and do the heavy lifting to stop suffering poorly and suffer well and start by doing some healing to get there. So get all the details at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. I would love to see you over there and get to know you and invite you into the Healed Mama Academy so that we can help change your reality and help you become who you were made to be. So can't wait to see you over there. But today we're going to talk about, like I said, that when we suffer, we up absolutely cannot do it alone. I guess you can, but you cannot do it well alone. And this whole series is about how to suffer well. So the first key that I have for you and as we go through this series is that you cannot do that alone. And I just want to encourage you, like I've mentioned in some of the last episodes, suffering doesn't have to be this giant thing that you're walking through, a health diagnosis, losing someone. It doesn't have to be something like that. Obviously it can be, but it can also be just the hard stuff of motherhood. It can also be that you're in a season of famine and in your finances. It can also be that there's something hard with your kids. It can also be that you have a lot of littles and you're exhausted, right? Suffering can be a lot of different things. So don't dismiss your the pain you've been in saying that, oh, and we're going to talk actually a lot about that today, uh, saying that, well, I don't qualify as suffering. So maybe this doesn't apply to me. Um, so, you know, I want to, <laughs> you to know, yeah, I'm just laughing because I, uh, was reading my notes. I, I kind of shared this in the last episode, but I wanted to start off by saying like, I get it. Like I feel tired and so overwhelmed and the suffering feels like the external factors aren't a big deal, but it, it brings me to the kitchen floor. Like I talked about in the last episode, I just was lying on the kitchen floor, just like so tired and overwhelmed. And that's, you're not alone. 
<laughs> Maybe I should say, I'm not alone. I know you're with me in that, on that kitchen floor. Um, and so I want, I want to start off by saying that like your suffering is valid and you're not alone in that. So with that being said, I want to start by asking you a very important question. So if you feel like you are in a season of suffering, a season of famine that you most of the days end wanting to lie on the kitchen floor and it's just really hard, that that season is really hard. So that would, in my mind, qualify you as suffering. Uh, Who in this world knows that you are suffering? Okay, this question is so essential. Who in this world knows that you are suffering? Who knows your thoughts? Who knows exactly how hard it is? Who knows those horrible feelings that you're in? Who knows that it's hard for you to get out of bed in the morning? Who knows that you are struggling because you just want to numb everything that's going on because none of it feels good? Who have you let into this? Who knows that they need to be praying for you? Who has seen you cry, right? Who have you shared your heart with openly that you've let them in to what you're feeling in this season? It's so essential that there are people, real humans that know about this. We, we can't just muscle through it and alone. And, and I know some of you are probably great at this. However, I know there's also some of you that are like me that, again, just feel like you don't really need people there. Like you can just keep going and it'll be fine. And, you know, there's also some of you, we're going to talk to both sets of people today, that maybe some of you that are good at it. I want to ask you a different question. So you, maybe you're like listening and you're like, I might just even, you know, turn this podcast off because I'm pretty good at this. But I want to, if you're really good at it, I want to ask you a different question. Who are those people? Are, are the people that know about your suffering, are they the right kind of people? Are they the friends that are pointing you to truth and pointing you in the right direction and encouraging you? Or are they uh, throwing Uh, oil on the fire and making you blame your husband and just making you more angry or making you feel like there's nothing you can do to make things better. What, what kind of friends know about it? And we're going to talk about those two different categories. One, the people that just don't share. And then two, the people that maybe share with the wrong people, or they have a, a skewed perspective on why the suffering is there and what they need to do about it. So I kind of like labeled these as minimizing what you're going through or victimizing what you're going through. So we'll, we'll talk about that, both of those categories. And so let's dive in. First of all, we're going to talk about minimizing what you're going through or not sharing what you're going through. I think they kind of go hand in hand. I think what happens is we're feeling this thing and we talk ourselves out of sharing it. We feel like, okay, well, it's not that big of a deal. <clears throat> XYZ has it way worse. It's probably, you know, just a sign that I'm not good enough, right? Our pain cycle gets triggered in there. If you've heard me talk about that, our pain cycle is uh, our three core wounds that come up in every kind of relationship and every situation in our lives. And so for a lot of us, we have a core wound, something along the lines of not good enough, inadequate, failure, uh, something along those lines. And 
that core wound might stop us from sharing because we think that if we share what we're experiencing, it's just this proof of that lie we believe that we're not good enough. And so we minimize what we're going through. We minimize what we're feeling. We hide it because that, because we're ashamed of it. We think it's our fault. We think, and, and even if like, it might be partly our fault, meaning like we might be able to do things better. But the thing is, just because there might be a room for growth, it says nothing about who we are. Just because this area of our life needs some growth, that doesn't mean that we're not good enough, right? But we have to be based in our truth in order to be able to see all of that, that process clearly. We have to know that we know that we know that we know that we're more than enough so that we can share openly and know that it doesn't define us even if this thing we're struggling with is related to a, a growth area for us, which truly most of the time there's going to be a growth area. <laughs> like that's just, that's just being human. That's just life. Everything needs growth and we never stop growing. So uh, it is really key that we are, we're staying in our truth here, but just to kind of paint the picture for you, for those of you that, that kind of push down sharing with others, when we keep our thoughts and our feelings inside and we don't share them with others, these thoughts and feelings grow. Like I, there was this one time, um, back when my son was in okay, a couple years ago in preschool and I would pack his lunch and he had this little like, you know, metal bento box thing with all the little different dips and carrots and all that kind of stuff. And there was one day that we left that, uh, bento box at school over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I usually put hummus in there. And so there was some hummus that he never, you know, never finishes the hummus. And so we, we left that in over the weekend. And so this hummus is just in that little dark enclosed container inside the lunchbox in the dark classroom, all hot weekend long. And on Monday or Tuesday, whenever, I don't know how many days a week he was back then, but we, we go back to school and we go to get the box and we open up the lunchbox and I wait till I get home, of course, because I know what's inside, but I open up the bento box and inside there was a monster. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like it was hairy. It was disgusting. It was like, it grew like this mold was just everywhere and it was thick and it was just disgusting. You, you, you get it. You've been there. Most of you, some of you are just really clean and perfect and it's great. <laughs> Not me, not me, obviously, but that's, that's what happens when we keep those, those thoughts, right? We, we keep them in the dark. We keep them away from people. They grow and they fester and they get bigger and they get crazier and they become disgusting. They become poisonous, really, you know, like that mold's not good for us. If we ate that hummus, I mean, I don't even know what would happen. So that's what happens. That is what's happening inside of your mind, your spirit, your body, right? It's all connected. That's what's growing inside of you when you keep pushing down the thoughts and feelings that you're having. And if you're in a season of suffering and no one in your world knows about it, no one, 
in your real world. Like great Facebook groups are awesome. Come join ours. It's great. You can talk about things there, but also there needs to be real people in your real world that know what you're going through and know that you're listening to this podcast because you're struggling and know that you are having trouble not yelling and know that you're feeling super down and feeling like, why did I even become a mother? Like whatever those thoughts look like, like people need to know that. Otherwise, like just imagine that your body <laughs> is a bento box with molding hummus inside of it. Like that's what's happening. And so part of, <clears throat> part of why you're struggling is because you haven't shared how you're feeling. So, you know, there's, there's other things to, to heal and work through as well. Obviously the core of it, but when we don't share it, that thing that already is causing pain and already creating problems just gets messier and nastier and grows. And so then it's even harder to change. It's even harder to show up as who we are called to be. It's even harder to not feel anxiety and depression and anger and all of those things. So I wanted to like take a minute to just really paint that clearly for you because I think you need sometimes some real hard motivation to share because it's hard. Again, it triggers our pain cycle. We feel like people are going to judge us. We feel like it's going to prove to people that this lie that we've always been scared of, that we're not good enough. And so it, it, can, it has to take a lot of courage to actually put it out there. And so I, I want to give you this disgusting visual so that you have a little kick in the butt to go and actually do this. The light is so essential in order to bring cleanliness in our mind, right? Like the light cleans out like the light. I mean, really the sun alone, it just, the sun is disinfecting. So the, the light physically and metaphorically, it brings, it clears out the cobwebs. It clears out the germs. It clears out the destruction. So we've got to bring in the light and, or, or bring it to the light, right? Which means bringing it out of the closet, out of the, the boxes we've shoved it in and bringing it to people. That's like partly why I love group coaching is because it brings everything to the light. Like, For the person sharing it, there's so much power in saying like, hey, I am talking through this in front of people. And then for the person listening, there's so much power in saying, whoa, this person's being vulnerable. That means I can be vulnerable too because they got junk, which means that it's okay that I have junk. And and also a lot of times that junk is the same and they're like, oh, wow, I'm not the only one that thinks that, that feels that, that has been through that. Like that is why I have group coaching as a core part of my academy because the light is like so bright in those settings. And individual coaching can be great too and and has an essential component and therapy does as well. However, one of the best ways to create change is to do it together. And there's so much freedom that comes just in sharing that there. So in this camp, if you're into the minimizing, into the not sharing, I think some of the other thoughts that get in the way is like, oh, well, I, I shouldn't complain about what's going on. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't, you know, I sound so negative. Uh, I just don't want to be negative. You know, I really I can't really complain. It's not that bad. There's a lot of people that have it a lot worse. You know, even my friend, they have it a lot worse, right? Like you think through this, this lens of like, well, these other moms have it harder or people in the world that don't have food. You know what I mean? Your, your mind can go there. And so it, 
it stops you from sharing. And you think like, well, I maybe it just means that I'm weak, that I'm struggling with this. It probably is just, again, proof that I'm not good enough, proof that I'm weak. I just need to be stronger. That's really what needs to happen is I just need to be stronger. Like this really isn't a big deal. Okay, I'm going to muscle up. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray harder. <clears throat> and so we don't share. And we stay silent. And I, I get this. This is, I think I shared in the last episode, um, something like this, but th- I, I do this. I am in this camp where I tend to not want to share. And I've gotten a ton better. Like usually now I'm actually kind of lending the opposite way because I just so value authenticity and I know the power of sharing for me and the listener. And so I usually just try like when I'm in connect group, like that I'm uh, just not leading that I'm sitting in. I try to just go there and just like be super real because I know that I need that. And then I know that gives other people freedom to go there too. And so all that to say, I've I've grown a lot in this and worked through a lot of these mindsets, though it, it can still be a struggle for me, but I get you and this is you. And I think what, what, what we need to do with this is one, it's like, it is good to keep this mindset in perspective that like, sure, people do have it worse. Like, there are a lot of people that are really struggling. And I don't think we need to be careful not to compare because maybe maybe worse is maybe even like the wrong word, but maybe it's better to focus on saying like, there, I have a lot of blessings, right? Because that mentality, if, if used like with a small dose and in the right mindset can, can help us can keep us from that victim mindset where we just start feeling sorry for ourselves. And we're just like, oh my gosh, my life is so horrible. I can't believe I'm going through this. I can't believe it's so hard, right? Like, you know, these little things and and this, sorry guys, if the gardeners are, they're really loud, like right at the window. (laughs) But this um, can, this can really keep us out of that victim mindset in small doses. So like an example, and this is so silly, but I know that you can most likely relate to something like this. But, you know, I, I shared in one of the previous episodes that recently my car um, got hit during drop off and all that to say my, my driver door wouldn't close. So it's not drivable. And so it's in the shop and praise God insurance paid for a rental car, which again is a huge blessing. But you know, I have moments where I'm trying to like work this new car, trying to get these kids in and out of this car that does not have the van doors, which (laughs) I know I'm spoiled, but I just want to give, you've heard me talking about my van before. I love my van. Those van doors are the biggest game changer. Like you never have to worry about the kids hitting the car next to you. (sighs) Anyways, (laughs) I love my van and now my van is gone. It'll come back, but I miss it. And you know, like if, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm driving a car that just isn't mine, it's just more uncomfortable. You have to think more. You have to figure out things more. I still haven't figured out how to hook my phone up to it so that we can have music when we're in the car. You know, there's all these little things like the trunk is smaller and the stroller in there keeps hitting my child in the backseat and he's frustrated. Like, you know, I don't have, I usually have like a few toys in the car that it, so if my one-year-old is fussing, I can throw him a toy or I have snacks. I, you know, all these little resources, I'm sure I could actually get these set up in this car now, but you know, all these silly little things about this car. I don't know the dimensions well. I feel like I can't back up in it. You know, I, I can find myself getting frustrated and being like, oh, I can't believe it on my car. Like, this is so annoying. Whatever those thoughts are. But then I like go and I use a small dose of this. Like, actually, I do need to remember the bigger perspective. Like, I have a friend, a close friend that <laughs> you guys are going to love this. This is great. 
I don't know how she does this. I need a picture. I need to post a picture in our Facebook group. She has three small children, um, four, I think four, two, and like eight months, something like that. And they only have one car right now. And her husband uh, is usually at work during school, drop off and pick up. And my friend takes all three of her children on a bike to school and from school. And it's very close to their house. However, it is on a very steep hill. And it is an electric bike, which makes it a little bit easier. However, this hill is so steep that it is it requires a lot of manpower still. And so I just think about her. First of all, I just don't know how that's possible. She is like superhuman and I like like <laughs> just wow. Wow. <laughs> So if you ever feel bad for yourself about the car you have or whatnot, just remember her. Just remember her. But the, I think about her when I'm like, started complaining in my mind about like the situation about the car. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I have a car. I need to be grateful. So I, I want to share that because I don't think we need to throw out that mindset completely. However, that doesn't mean that we don't share That doesn't mean that we minimize what we're walking through so much that we just say, oh, it's not a big deal. Because again, comparison is not helpful. Like what I'm doing when I'm thinking of her is not comparison. It's thinking of other people. It's like what I do when I'm frustrated with the situation. I think like, oh, there's also some people that don't have feet, that they are in a wheelchair. There's people that are blind. Like I start thinking of all these blessings I have in the bigger picture of what's going on. I'm not saying like, oh, my struggle is easier or harder than them. I'm remembering like there, everyone's got struggles all around and some are really intense. And so you've got to like kind of hold this intention. I know it like isn't black and white here. You're like, well, you're saying one thing, but you're also saying another. Yeah, I am. We do need to hold those in perspective and we need to share openly regardless of how small it feels. Because the reality is that what we are walking through is real. The feelings we're having about it are real. And remember, those feelings you're having If you don't share them, they're going to only grow. So actually, if you want those feelings to be like, you know, maybe like it is just a rental car and and your feelings are just explosive and you're like, why am I so angry about this rental car? Well, guess what? The, The way to get to a healthy place with those feelings and thoughts, one of the ways is to share. And I say one of the ways because you might also need to do some deeper healing and understand how your wounds are related to that, but also... You have to share that openly. You have to bring it to the light and let other people speak into that and let other people like empathize and say, yeah, I, I get that that's frustrating. And hey, what what is really going on? Like what bigger things are maybe at play here? And when we bring things to the light, it doesn't mean we're complaining. It doesn't mean we're saying like, this is the most horrible thing. We're talking through, we're inviting people into our the real space that occupies like our bodies in, in our hearts, in our minds, we're letting them into our process. I think a lot of times we, we feel like we have to have it all processed, like a pretty bow on it. And, and when we share that, it's like, well, you know, we don't share until we know like what God was doing. And we, we don't share until we really have that wisdom to like another example of this. 
my pastor, you know, you've heard me talk about my struggle with anger and specifically in my marriage and especially like in years prior when it was really, I was still working through a lot of that. I, my pastor would say, just call me when this happens. Call me when you're really angry at him before you start yelling or even after, right? But, but before it gets worse. And I love that. And I can never get myself to do it because I was like, no, I don't want it. I don't want her to be in this mess. Like I get that what I'm feeling is probably unreasonable and I get that some of my thoughts are not helpful and are not loving and I don't want her to see that. I don't want her to to know that because I know I'm going to feel differently in a little bit, but I know I can get there on my own. And so then I would just try and get there on my own, which sometimes would lead to me being more explosive. And if I would have just called her and invited her into my mess and, and told her like, hey, I know I'm going to feel differently tomorrow, but right now I am so pissed that this happened and I cannot f- see past it, you know? And I just invite her into that space and then she gets to help me walk out of that. And so it stops me from saying those hurtful words and going to that sinful place. And so like, I get it. But we've got to invite people into our process because that, the process in the midst of the suffering, that is one of the things that's going to help us suffer well. When we invite people into that space, they can shed perspective. They can encourage us. They can pray for us, right? Like when we try and do it alone, the thoughts, the feelings grow, they get out of control. And then we end up going to that place where we're not suffering well, where we're doing the destructive kind of suffering that leads to us into a deep pit instead of to the fruit that God is offering. And so it is essential that we allow people to come into that space with us. We're going to, in the next episode, talk more about the victimizing mindset where we can, that we can all, I think, fall into where in the midst of suffering, we, we share, but it's out of that victim mindset. So we're going to, we're going to go there and talk about that in the next episode. But today, the last thing I want to say before we wrap up and I pray for you is specifically, I want to encourage you, your husband needs to know that you're suffering. If you're in a season of suffering, you need to let him into this. And and by that, I don't mean that you go and yell at him and tell him like it's his fault and that you're angry and this is horrible and it needs to change. Like if, if, if you've done that, that's okay. Like go back and apologize and share this in a calm manner. But what I mean by that is that you're going to, you're going to sit down when you're not triggered, when you're not on the kitchen floor and you're going to share, Hey, I'm realized that this is a really hard season and I haven't let you into that. I've just been trying to muscle through it on my own. I didn't want to share it with you. Sometimes I even struggle with anger towards you, feeling like maybe part of this is your fault. And I want to let you know that because I want to invite you into this with me. I I know I can't do it alone. I know I need you. I know I need your help and I know I need your support. I need your prayers. I just want to open up the conversation so that we could talk about this and invite him into that. He needs to know if this is where you're at. And I get that it can feel hard. I remember the moment, like I shared with you in the, the previous episode, where I told my husband all the feelings and thoughts I'd been having that I just just was kind of bombarded by. And I didn't want to tell him that because it's vulnerable. And even in marriage, like it feels vulnerable. And I didn't want him to, to know. 
and I don't know what that is. I mean, there's so many things we talked about some of them today. It can, it can be other things too. I think for me in that moment, it was that feeling of not good enough. I feel like it was proving to him that I, I wasn't good enough. And, but when I shared with him, like I felt such a freedom, there was no judgment on his part. There was no, um, even advice except for like, Hey, <laughs> should probably like it's probably time for therapy again therapists need therapists and coaches need coaches I was like oh yeah okay you're right (laughs) and I just felt so much release from that and it connected us and I felt so supported by him It, it strengthened our marriage it strengthened me personally it helped me take a step of action it helped me get clarity to see like oh yeah like they're like I believe you know, and for those of you that are like, wait a minute, like you need to go back to therapy. Don't you have it all figured out? Absolutely not. And I never will. I believe that therapy is something I love that my, the analogy my pastors give. Actually, they, they look at therapy as like a cartoon up, right? You, you need to always get your cartooned up like regularly. It's, it's not just a one and done kind of thing. It's a continual process of keeping your car maintenance. And it's going to look different in different seasons, like at different seasons. I've gone to coaches. I've gone to spiritual coaches. I've gone to um, uh, different like prayer things. I've gone to a traditional therapist. There's been so many different seasons of this and now it's a new season. So like, this is what it looks like. And this will always be true. I don't know how it all figured out. And I hope that you know that, like, I hope that I say that enough. Like I never have believed that I have it all figured out. I am here sharing what God has taught me, what I'm working through, And I hope that I can share how God has led me through that. So all that to say, I got, I got off there. Let your husband in. He needs to know. And that is super essential for this journey. All right. Let me pray for you. And, and okay. One more thing. Not, not only does your husband need to know and friends, but also you might also need the help. Like I shared um, of a therapist or a coach or a pastor or someone that's going to get their eyes into your world and be able to guide you through this season and through what you're struggling with. And if you have heard me talk about the Healed Mom Academy, I would love to be that for you. If you feel like you want to do some work with a coach that knows what it feels like to be in the midst of motherhood. And I can help you work on your mindset with God, as well as strengthening your spirit and strengthening that relationship with God. So come, if that's you, morningmama.co, would love to see you over there. But whoever it might be, maybe it's a season for a therapist. It just depends on where you're at. And I would love to talk with you about that. If you're not sure, go book a call with me and I can, I can help you navigate what direction might be best for you. But Make sure that if you need some more support than uh, your husband and friends, that you're getting that as well. That is how also we suffer well. All right, let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for how you made us, God, that you designed us for community. And even people outside of faith can see that, that it's evidence in our bodies and evidence in our minds that we are designed for community. So God, I just pray that every mama that's listening, that is just bound by fear and shame and has not shared her struggle with anyone. God, I pray you would set her free right now, God. I pray you would just rebuke the lies, God, in the name of Jesus that have been getting to her, God, and that you would speak truth over her, God, that she's more than enough, God, that she's not alone, God, and you would show her 
where to share that. God, you would help her share that with her husband. You would help her share that with a core group of girls. You would help her share that with a pastor. And you would show her if there's any other steps, like a therapist or anyone that she needs to go to to do some healing work, God. But I just pray that the suffering that she's in, God, she wouldn't do it alone, Lord. Thank you that you never leave us or forsake us and that you are with us in it all, God. And I just pray you would show us how to invite other humans into that journey with us as well. God, we love you. We give you all of the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.